Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, Nestlemania alongside for the ride is the man that was originally in Retribution, but too tall to be part of the group, JC. Thank you for being with us, JC. That's something that I've probably never been called in my life is too tall. Too tall. Too tall to be in Retribution. Too tall. Too tall. So we had an interesting week of uh, wrestling and grappling, if you will. Uh, Let's get right into it with the shiniest of shine. I think we have to kick it off with the big news that Mandy is now on Monday nights. So I thought yeah, you how, how do you how do you feel about this? Well, we got to talk about how we got there in WrestleMania because it wasn't just a random thing. It's actually part of a storyline. I talked about last week how as silly as Ms. Morrison, Otis Tucker, little lunchbox gate thing is like they had another little thing this week where um, I believe it was Morrison versus Otis this week. And uh, Morrison took the lunchbox, tossed it to Miz and Miz ran off with it. They thought they had outsmarted Otis again, but they did not. Not only did Otis beat Morrison. He had the actual real lunchbox in the briefcase, which had the contract, and the other one was a decoy. Um, so he pulled the switcheroo, and when Miz opened up his lunchbox in WrestleMania, he got an apple core, which is disgusting. If I were to open that, I would have thrown up. But uh, the revenge that Miz got, because Miz was pissed off, was shipping Mandy to Raw. So you know what? I love it. Mandy Night Raw, baby! We're back! It's going to be great. Uh, someone needs to beat Asuka, because clearly no one else on that show is capable. So Mandy's the girl to do it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she is. They've had a banner on pay-per-view before. That's true. That's true. Uh, my, my thought very quickly, uh, just because you said it was disgusting, apple core or feet? Which one's worse? Feet. Really? 100% feet. 100% yeah, oh feet? Yeah, no, no, no. You'd no, rather feet. have an apple core in your mouth than feet? Yes. Okay, just asking. I don't yeah. know. Maybe not in corona times, but you might be able to get corona through the feet too. So. I think you can get corona huh? no matter what, so just don't yeah. do not do anything. I know be you smart. can get it out of any orifices in your body. So. Orifices. Orifices. Orphans. All right. Anyway, I don't know how to feel about this, uh, except that Mandy's going there. So it's a trade. So it does percolate a little bit in my brain and think to myself, is it actually a trade? They said that Mandy was part of a trade, which then detective wise gets me percolating, thinking to myself, what kind of trade would equal Mandy? Now, I know your love for Mandy is going to continue and gush over yada, yada, yada. But realistically, let's put cards on the table here. Do you think it's an even swap? One for Mandy, one for another woman? (laughs) WrestleMania, let's put it this way. Brock Lesnar was traded for Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Yeah, that's so true. It's, and, uh, it doesn't matter. I don't matter. remember who, who AJ Styles was traded for. Right. Maybe that's um, what it was. I don't know. It was Ali, maybe? Maybe it was. I don't know. Because Ali popped up. There wasn't official, but. Nobody just, says anything. So well, my point is that is Mandy Rose can be traded for Drew McIntyre. It doesn't matter because it's WWE logic. It's true. I think it'd be more likely there's. I mean, I'm sure there's guys on Raw who aren't getting used a lot that uh, could definitely benefit from a flip to SmackDown. But off the top of my head, I don't really have many because most of the Raw superstars have been on TV, whether it's through Raw Underground or even guys like Andrade and Aleister Black, who people don't love the way they're being used. They're still being used. Maybe Shimmy. 
How about Mandy for Shimmy? We haven't seen You know Shimmy what? Shimmy I'm okay with Shimmy. I'm okay with Shimmy. I think, Shimmy that's, a trade. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's an elegant way of putting uh, somebody on television that probably deserves it, with uh, has no charisma, no nothing. And uh, literally, the only reason we talk about him is because Jimmy with it, Jimmy, uh, Joe with the Shimmy says it all shimmy, the time. Shimmy, shimmy yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm looking through the roster right now, so very quickly. I mean, you said it. Everybody on Raw is used on Raw, with the exception, I know Dolph Ziggler was on commentary this week. And Shimmy. Oh, Jinder Mahal could come back and go to SmackDown. Ooh. Big get. Big get. I see. I feel like Jinder is, is going to be coming back to Raw because there's going to be a one month where Jinder's challenging McIntyre. Oh, they yeah. Have to do it. Yeah. It, they it, have to do it. And then, you know, Heath Slater comes back as the uh, you know the referee for one thing because that's just. Maybe in five years, Heath Slater. Samoa Joe could fight. go back to SmackDown. I'd be okay with that. See, I, I still think he's the Raw commentator. I think he just wasn't there this week. So yeah. that's why we had the fill ins, which I will say for me, that was shy. And they found a way. Because how many times have I said it, instead of always having a third man, I kind of like have like a rotating door. And this mm-hmm. one, there was Dolph and MVP. So you get a little bit more variety throughout the night. I thought MVP really shined. Like, you talk about this guy. Like, I, I like MVP, he's been so awesome for Raw. The Hurt Business is the best part of Raw. He's taken guys that haven't either been used at all or have been misused or haven't been interested at all and made them into the coolest faction since The Shield, in my opinion. Ooh. With, like, there's a certain... Let's, Am I wrong? No, no, no. I mean, like before. they're I mean, they're very interesting. New Day, but New I think New Day's, New Day's up there. I mean, too. you gotta. I mean, I don't. around about the same time as the Shield, so. Well, I mean, the but Wyatt family was a big deal too. I mean, so just you know, throwing. Yeah, that but out. I think the Herpes is more interesting. I like the Wyatt family, but I like the Wyatt family because of Bray Wyatt. The other two guys were kind of there. The Hurt business, I like the whole collective. I like the fact, like MVP, he said it perfectly. He's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 no. He's like, we're all one unit together. Like, I'm kind of like the mouthpiece, but I'm not the leader. We all have seen, like, Bobby Lashley's the CEO. We all have say. The young guys, they just respect me. So I thought that was interesting. He made that clear on commentary because I always hear him say Lashley's the CEO, but it seems like it's MVP's group. To me, it's kind of like, okay, he put it on the table. Like, they are a collective. MVP just does the talking because, you know, he's the wily vet that's got Because the other three can't talk very well. I mean, hey, I thought Cedric's promo on Raw WrestleMania, I was blown away um, because... For me, when I heard that, I was like, wow, Cedric Alexander's a natural heel. I would have never dick. guessed that. He's a dick. I, I would have nev- never have guessed that. Never I would have guessed that because everything else about him has always been babyface. And you see it, he's always been likable, especially the way he got signed. I worked his ass off and earned that contract in the Cruiserweight Classic. And I was just worked his way up. Like his Cruiserweight storyline was great because he overcame the odds. It took a little longer, but he's always been like that babyface underdog. But now as like the dick heel as part of this conglomerate, turning his back on his friends. The way he just spit super hot fire at Apollo and Ricochet, mm, baby, mm, I love it. I will Such say, the entertainer. Yes, yeah, the sports entertainer. But I will say yes. this much: the one thing that I really enjoyed is uh, Apollo's promo. Was the first time I went and said, "Hey, okay, like I believe what Apollo's saying." And then, Passion. of course, and then of course, you know, Ricky opens his mouth, and then we're like, "Okay, whatever." But it is what it is. Gee, golly, gosh, I'm coming to get you. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you. Ricochet had the spot of the night. That cell yeah. on the fucking uh, chiropractic or... The lumbar check. Blanket. The lumbar check, yes. Uh, was fucking incredible. Look, fucking incredible. doesn't mean that he doesn't have a spot on the, on the card. He clearly does. He'll always be he the... Always, he always He will. always will. He always he will. Always but will. here's the thing. You're going to tell me that, that Ricochet is street tough? Get the fuck out of here. You know, like... No, and that's why, that's why Ricochet's not from the Herpes. Paducah. Where, where is he from? Paducah. Paducah, Paducah, Paducah. Paducah. With a name like Paducah, that really strikes fear into my eyes. You just took a, I just took a Paducah in my pants. That's what it is. He's just a small town boy. Don't we don't have we don't have the rights to that stuff. So. 
So that match was a thing of uh, no, not really. I enjoy. Hey, sign me up for those two guys. No, they look. So here's the thing. I think I had a huge, huge thought in my mind that this was going to be what it was supposed to be, and it was a completely different match. Like I thought this was going to be like flying all around, but it was like it was more of a different Cedric Alexander. And I was pleasantly surprised, but also let down slightly because I was hoping for this versus that, and mm-hmm. it really wasn't. And I mean, the ending was great, but it was just I, I like I said, I ha- I have to tailor my brain back to he's not a babyface; he's going to wrestle like a heel. You got to get through that through your head, Adam. You know, so I just it is what it is. I it's it's more of an expectation thing on my end. But like if if this, I mean, let's look at it this way: this match was probably on main event seventeen times that nobody saw it, and now it it's on Raw. Works. So you know, I mean, there's clearly a reason you know for it being on Raw. Why why is it on Raw? Because it's good. Yeah, yeah. MVP, the MVP. Like I just, I can't give this guy enough credit because like we're obviously, especially when they re-sign him, we we're like rolling our eyes, like as we should have, because whatever but mvp now is way better than mvp back then oh yeah this is yeah the best version we've ever seen of mvp and it's because he's bringing all these guys with him and he's made this oh my god those t-shirts nestlemania i don't know how i haven't bought one yet they are so fucking fire you better the get them before you you don't have a chance to buy them hey when i get a shelty b version i'm gonna buy like let me ask you this from a standpoint if it was a gold shirt black writing would you care as much hell i'm thinking i'm gonna wear a gold shirt i'm just god. asking no, 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 no. The shirt is perfect the way it is. So you here's here's another question because I feel like I'd ask that Billy because Billy would be the one that would really be able to. Billy to is the shirt guy. But Billy, Billy's the shirt the guy. Shirt. Billy's the shirt guy. Like he's he's the guy that I would go to. Like he 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 will wear. He told me he wore a, a Bailey shirt with a ponytail thing to the gym. So a, he's a t-shirt guy. Would you wear the Hurt Business shirt out on a date, out on the town, or where you just wear it to like certain places? Because um, like that shirt. Is nice enough, I wearing, think, that you could probably that wear it. A, wearing that on a date's a little strong, okay. especially if you don't know the person or sure. like early on. That, you might not want to go Well, there. technically... Look, I'm te- going around. Technically, Look what I'm wearing right now. That's what am I wearing right now? You're wearing now? A, a shirt that is no longer part of the WWE, but that's okay. I'm wearing a bright yellow revival shirt. And it's Isn't ugly as fuck. It is not ugly. This is a fucking beautiful shirt. Ray Ray has what? one. Did you, uh, Ray did, Ray. did you guys... Uh, did you also buy those with the Distress logo on them for extra money, or is this Abercrombie & Fitch? Just asking. JC's doing his patented blink eye thing that you can't see right now, and it's uh, usually a sign of, I don't give a fuck what you're saying. So we're going to move on. <laughs> so anyway, actually, you could wear a Her Business t-shirt if you were on a date with Big Swole, if you saw it on Twitter. So anyway. Uh, I, I think her and Cedric are like, together. Yeah, they? they are. They are. Yeah. So. Anywho, yeah, that was a funny tweet. We got way funny. off topic on that one. Nah. Nah. So I'm curious. I think this is a super positive for me as much as I don't care about this anymore. I was excited when I saw it because clearly you do not like Shane McMahon. But Braun Strowman just getting in the way of that big guy in front of the door at Raw Underground and just being like, <laughs> like the way he just like, and I was like, I was like, when the fuck did Braun start wearing driver racer gloves? Like, it's just so bizarre. But I thought he's a fucking UFC fighter now. That's so, like, that's so here's, what, you, what, you know, hold on. It's not raw underground, that's something to get it right. It is broad underground. So here's. I fucking love this. Come on. Yeah, I knew you were going to love it because it was right up your alley. Here's the thing that I just. This is what made Braun Strowman great in the first place. Sure. So. Exactly. And this is this is tailor made for Braun Strowman. This entire thing. And I was sitting there watching three segments and I said to myself, Baba Tumbe, whatever the fuck his name is, is just standing there. Just standing there. Just standing there. Baba Bui? Whatever. Baba Bui. Whatever you want to call him. Fla, fla, flu, fly. I don't care. 
what you see is that giant guy in a white tank just sitting there like, I'm going to get you. And I'm sitting there going, can you just get in the fucking ring and get it over with? And so, like, you know, it was like he just kept throwing people segment after segment after segment. Poor Riddick Moss was like, I'm going to get him. three times. Oh, my God. three times. So here's the thing. There's no rhyme or reason to Raw Underground still, and there probably will never be. But it was just I was watching it going. Okay, I just want to see. The best weekend. I want to see Braun just beat this guy up. So th- they have yeah. my attention for next week because I think it'll be fun. Yes. The other thing I've noticed too is if you look at Braun, those gloves look very similar to the Fiend's gloves. If you look closely. Ooh. So, if you look very, very closely, I think that the Fiend does have his claws in Braun somehow, some way, and this might be the rehabilitation. Pardon me. Rehabilitation to the monster that we need here because, quite frankly, he got his nuts cut off when he lost the championship. So, I think we're going to be in business, but it might take us six months to get there, folks. But I'm very interested to see where this goes because he, he, if you look closely, too, he like he changed what he looked like. Like, the shirt's tight. He looks a little different. So, it's another progression and an evolution in what Braun could be. Again, yes, we know he's not going to be much of a different guy because, you know, he's... And how many times can you, you know, put a fresh coat of paint on that but there's no need to if a man comes out and roars and throws people around like Braun does you never need to paint that bitch just throw that some <laughs> bitch out there and let him do what he does best and that's fucking destruction well hopefully Baba Tumbe is, is gonna get why hit why did we fall in love with Braun right. because he had the ridiculous entrance on he came out and he just threw people around that's why he fell in love with him obviously like you get away with that because you gotta get more serious but sure. you know how you build him back up you fucking throw him in round to round which I will this is my one question about it though Nestlemania yep Braun Strowman ain't on Raw, and he was a big part of Raw this week, and he wasn't part of this fucking quarterly fucking bullshit, so it's just, do you have any issues with this uh, brand uh, crossover? <sighs> look, 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 TJ is going to be listening to this, and he's probably going to throw a fit and, and, and give me the fucking business on Twitter, but he's going to be sitting there going, well, you got to see, you're going to give him more chance, we got to talk about this, we talked about that, you got to give him a chance, it's brand new, it's different, blah, 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 TJ, I love you, but stop it. Stop it. They, you know, they did one week of quarterly bullshit, and guess what? We already forgot about it because Nakamura and Son and uh, or whatever, Cesaro, whatever the hell his name is. Nakazaro. Nakazaro did absolutely nothing on Monday Night Raw with the, the Street Profits, so it basically showed nothing. Let's not even worry about that. However, I will say, getting back into what we call a segue in the business, two things based on Braun that's connected to The Fiend. The Firefly Funhouse happened, which was something that I was interested in and piqued my interest big time because I was thinking, ooh, a new character. Now, originally I thought Alexa Bliss, but as we saw, Alexa Bliss did something on SmackDown that I thought was very good and very interesting. She looks obviously a little bit more and more and more and more like her old self, like I had predicted in the Nestle Hope. Hashtag Nestle's Hopes come true. But she also did a Sister Abigail. So now everybody's saying she's Sister Abigail. I would like for you to tell me if I'm wrong in saying this. She's not going to be Sister Abigail. She's Harley Wyatt. Thank you. She is a Harley Quinn to Bray Wyatt's Joker. Like, I said that a couple weeks in a row. That's exactly what it is. And it's not just because she literally looks like her doing the pigtails thing. Like, that's what they're going for. She fell in love with a captive. And, like, she's little... Alexa Bliss has always been a bad girl. She just, like, she turned into, like, this sweet, lovable girl, like, the last, like, two years. Just, like, whatever. And she had this friendship with... Part of it was this friendship with Nikki Cross. But Alexa Bliss, like, ever since they, like, her little cheerleader reset, has been one of the best heels in wwe she has been a phenomenal promo she's phenomenal everything so this is her getting back to her roots but she's always been kind of weird because she has that weird thing going so it makes sense that she might be a little into the weird guy and might want to partner up with the weird guy 
and plus, you know, she got the Stockholm syndrome when he held her. So it just it's she is the Harley Quinn and his Joker, and it's working beautifully right now. I think it's going to be fun. It's something that I every time she's on the screen, I'm thinking, okay, what 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 else are we going to see here? And it's okay because they're slow <laughs> playing it. Thinking? They're they're slow playing it, which is great. Ryan Cabrera can have fun outside of the ring, but in the ring, she's having a lot of good times. So the other thing too was the Firefly Funhouse, and we thought we were going to get a new character. Again, we thought it was Alexa Bliss, maybe showing something more. It was not. I was excited. For one in particular thing, the new character, Pasquale, the persevering parrot. I was excited. I was like, ooh, a parrot. Let's see if this happens. Rest happened. in peace. <laughs> Rest in peace. Because it wasn't good shit. Uh, but uh, instead we got, <laughs> which I did Wobbly Walrus. Which, again, they made fun of, you know, Paul Heyman so much. Uh, I they're making fun of the fact that he was the uh, ladies and gentlemen blah 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 like I I I started laughing in stitches Dude, I thought this was great that walrus looked just like him I know and just like the back and forth having the Vince puppet there too made this such a good segment but the my big takeaway is it's just like why in Roman's the lawn game I like that obviously we got this little Ju so they can get us through Clash but the long term feud here is Bray and Roman finishing their business they never got to finish sure and uh. I think that's exciting. So here's the thing too, like, I it's a tongue in cheek kind of thing because I was watching the the Pasquale persevering parrot thing. By the way, Pasquale means Easter, which means zombie Jesus, which means that there's a resurrection coming. So I think that there's something happening here underneath the uh, the subtext uh, of what we're watching. I know. So, yes, he's doing his little detective jingle. But it's just, I was watching it thinking to myself, okay, Pasquale. And I did like a giant search of Pasquale and whatever all this stuff means. And so I'm telling you, I, I know. I'm looking into so much of this stuff going, the Firefly Funhouse is basically implying that if you look closely, what does a parrot do, JC? Not shut the fuck up. Not shut the fuck up. And the fiend doesn't talk, but Bray Wyatt awfully, I mean, he talks an awful lot. He talks an awful Yowie, lot. Yowie, wowie. Yowie, does. wowie, he does. So, you know, it was funny. It was almost a subliminal thing here where Vince McMahon cut him off, the puppet Vince anyway, and decided to tell him that that shit that he's doing now ain't, ain't going to fly. So, you know what you need? You need a walrus. So, he started interjecting. So, it was tongue-in-cheek. It was showing, like, somebody, you know, putting their finger in the proverbial creative pie here and getting in the way of something that we all love. So it just it, there's so many layers to this thing that I enjoy even if they do it by accident and I'm I'm in I'm just so enamored with it. Like I probably have Stockholm syndrome from being a viewer. I'm just so in. But the other thing that I thought was telling You're in love with your captor? Probably. Okay. I mean if there's a puppet nestle out there, I mean Jesus, I'll be I'll be all in. But anyway, nobody wants that. That's not true. Everybody would love a puppet nestle in JC. It'd be oh, hilarious. God. It'd be oh, hilarious. God. Anyway, anybody out there wants to make a puppet JC or Nestlemania, go for it. Uh, so the other thing that I thought was really great was by having the polaris, I guess is the best way to say it, in the Firefly Funhouse. What are you laughing at? The polaris? The polaris. It's funny. It's yeah. actually it's a creative name. Yeah. His name is actually Wobbly Walrus. No, I know. But it's just it's a creative way around it. However, it would lend to something that I'm interested in. And I think that that means... Somehow, some way, we're going to get Paul Heyman in the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt and I believe the Walrus as well. And I think it's going to be very cool because they haven't discussed this whole like, so Adam Pierce found his way in, Braun found his way in, and Seth Rollins has found their way into the Firefly Funhouse. But I think that having Paul Heyman in there would give the full tilt, as Pasquale would say, that uh, 
Bray Wyatt is going to become a giant babyface by the end of the year. And it's going to be a slow tick, 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 tick I turn. Feel, yeah, I feel like the Braun was the first part of that. And then pairing him with Alexa Bliss, even though she's still, she like a No, but they're going to love it. It's the same. Yeah, it, no, that's it's, it's just, the same it's, principles. The thing. Bray has always been so liked, but I think it's just, I think we get too caught up in the face heel thing, especially on SmackDown. Because sure. we have so many characters that just kind of like go both ways. Bray's been going both ways for a while now. It's just the way it is. The only ones where you can clearly see, it's like, Aaron Corbin, we know is a heel. Jeff Hardy, we know is a babyface. AJ Styles has pretty much has become a heel. Like Matt Riddle is essentially a babyface. But besides that, it's like these main event tier guys. Like they've been going back and forth. Braun clearly does seem to be a heel now. Like he turned. But like, wait a minute, you're telling me. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't say that. Yes. And then say that Roman Reigns is not a heel. I don't think Roman Reigns is a heel. I still don't think he's a heel. So let me ask you this, WrestleMania. What is one heel thing that Roman Reigns has actually done? Everything that people are saying of why he's a heel is implied. He's taking advantage of opportunities. He's being smarter. He, that's why he hired Paul Heyman, because he wants to be smarter. His thing is to wreck everyone and leave. That means he shows up, since he is a paid to incapacitate people. His job, he show, he's like, he comes, he's not doing heel things. The last heel thing Roman Reigns actually did was try to murder Braun Strowman with that fucking ambulance or truck or whatever it was. Besides that, until he annihilates his cousin sadistically, I don't think he's a heel. I think people are projecting where Reigns is likely headed, but I don't think he's there yet. Right now, he's just he's still Roman Reigns. He's doing what he's been doing. He I shows buy that. up, he beats everyone up. Yeah, I, I buy that's, that. That's been my take all along. Because like, immediately he came back and was like, he's a heel, he's a heel. I'm like, why? Because he attacked two heels? No, he came and he won the match. Like, But yes, do I think he's they're projecting him towards a heel? I think that makes a lot of sense, but until we have that moment, I'm not calling him a heel. I'm calling him Roman Reigns, the guy. Dun -dun. Dun -dun. Yeah. And Ray Ray's going to hate that, but that's when my take on. I still feel that way. Like, the only time I saw a little piece of Reigns actually kind of acting heelish was in the match when he actually did show up. And he didn't get a pin, like, once or twice. He kind of seemed like he threw a fit, which was kind of not Roman Reigns-like. He actually showed more, like, like agitated emotion. But that isn't enough what, for me to be like, oh, he's What about not heel. getting in the tag match on SmackDown? So that is more of what Roman Reigns has been doing. Smart. Okay. He showed up late to his title match and won. He still showed up. Like, that's the thing. We look at SmackDown. He's still showing love to his cuz. But he's also like, I love you. I'm glad you got the opportunity. You earned this. But that was your moment. Mm -hmm. At Clash of Champions, that's my moment because I'm still the guy. That's how it belongs. Like, everything he said, it wasn't heelish. It was just Roman Reigns saying what it was. He's like, it makes more sense for me to be on top. It's better for our family. It's better for everyone. You're not going to beat me. That's how it's always been. I've always beaten you. I'm going to continue to always beat you. So I still think that we're until if he goes out and clash of champions and fucking kills his cousin, not just in the match, but like kills him. Then yeah, he's a heel. So and let me ask happens, you this. If he doesn't, if, what if it's sportsmanship all the way? Then he's not a heel. Do you know, but do you, do, you, do you care less or do you care more? Because for me, so, I'm, I'm more intrigued with the idea of that he's a, a vicious, like, bloody kind of guy. Like, he, if he really wants to wreck everybody and leave and show up and win, I, for me, to be interested more in him, I want to see him be, a, like, that uncomfortable character. Because yes, right so, now, because he's on his way to being Brock Lesnar discount light. That's exactly yes, what he is. So that is what, and that makes a ton of sense with Heyman. But the difference between Reigns and Lesnar right now is Lesnar did so many things out of malice to get an advantage. Like, he'd attack people for no reason. Roman Reigns, the only time he showed up and wrecked everyone and leave was to get himself in a title match 
to defend his title match and then to win a tag match. You know what I mean? He's not just attacking people out of the blue during a promo. Like, he's, he's just, you know, he's only exerting the energy when he has to. So for me, it's like, okay, he's a championship fighter. Like, that's what he is. He's not, he's not wasting unneeded energy. He knows that, hey, I don't need to be there the first 50% of the match because I can just come in at the end and win it. So why that's only gonna, that's only going to work though in multi-person matches. Yes, absolutely. He because then if it's just him show up, I mean, he, otherwise it's just Jay Uso is going to be sitting there staring at his watch, waiting for Roman so this, to show up. So this is my question to you, and I thought you brought up a great point last week when you said that Roman Reigns clearly like he's not going all the way there, and they're going out of their way to protect him mm-hmm. and not put himself in harm's way. And I brought this up last week. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's definitely on the table. Is Roman Reigns going to ask Jay to lay down for him? I'm assuming Jay won't do it. No, but is that I... something that he's going to do to be like, look, we all know how this is going to end. Rather than me have to beat you up and possibly injure you like your brother, um, why don't you just lay down for me and we can get this over with? You had your moment. You're here, but you're not beating. I mean, it's I a... could see that as an it... outcome. I don't think I don't think it'll happen because I think Reigns will respect him enough to let him try. But I think it's on the table because that's another way where Roman Reigns doesn't have to like overexert himself right away you know what i mean that's a good way to put the matchup and if it happens you know kudos to you for calling it but i just don't see them going to a point of he had to go through all that stuff to lay down now granted i'm sure you could you know massage it in a way that it would make a lot of sense but well, i think he'd refuse and then they'd fight. sure 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 but that i also i also believe very much so that there is a classical thing they're going to turn on their head here where it's going to be you know two baby faces esque fighting until Roman Reigns might be a little frustrated by what's going on here. Like, because he, because the way that I would structure that match at class of champions, if I had, you know, the, 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 uh, the book, I guess they don't say that anymore, but uh, if they, if they, if they, if they, if they, if I had the stroke, I guess. So, uh, basically what I would lay out the match would be, was that Jay Uso would be the, you know, ever essential, ever essential or essential baby face, I guess best way to say it. Uh, and just, do it in a way where he was beating Roman Reigns like unnecessarily in a way that was very much like just sparring exp- exhibition wise, not doing anything crazy. And Roman Reigns was like, okay, like I see you, I see you. And then it gets creatively like different in the matchup where he's going further and further and further. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, so that way you elevate Jey Uso to a point of like, oh, maybe he can, you know, beat Roman Reigns. And then Roman Reigns has to exert some energy, maybe have some malice and then just beat the shit out of him in a way that necessarily we wouldn't necessarily see coming. No pun intended to uh, SummerSlam. And then, then we're getting to a point of uncomfortable, you know, un- uncomfortable feelings with Roman Reigns because for me, you need to build build up Jey Uso because we all think he's just the karaoke stick guy and he's in a tag team. So I mean, that's really all he is, and he's he's a pawn in the game of what we're talking about. But I just don't see this matchup being a lay down thing. If it does, wonderful. But I I would like to see Jey Uso frustrate him to a point if he boils over with frustration and he has so to do that. That's, I think, the key is, like, the minute I saw this feud, I'm like, okay, this is how those people saying that Roman Reigns is already healed. This is where he actually becomes one. Sure. How do you become a heel? You have a moment where, out of complete malice, you destroy a family member and you turn your back. Like, that is, for me, that is when I will say Roman Reigns is now a heel. Mm -hmm. But if that doesn't happen, if it's just a match and he shows respect to him after, that's not a heel, man. So, we'll see. I, I think either way, they found something where... 
when if you would have told me before I watched SmackDown that two weeks ago that Jey Uso would have become number one contender, I would have laughed in your face. I'd be like, how the fuck are they going to do it? Mm -hmm. But they have in a two-week span made it incredibly interesting and given us enough story here where we are projecting all these things and we've talked about it for this long because it's interesting. Right. So and I it's like it's it. one of the most interesting things on, on the show, any yes. show, really. Uh, going... And the best line of the week uh, came from Jay because Corbin and Sheamus obviously interrupted led to the tag match, but uh, Jay called them butt mud. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's what, here's, I'm, here's, here's, here's going to be considered a cold take, clearly. But, Jay Uso, in my opinion, based on what he says verbally, is one of the better talkers. Oh, dude, the Usos like, have always I'm not, been No, but here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Phenomenal. They're the only ones that could probably get catchphrases over because there's no catchphrases anymore. There's no like what. Well, there's what, bad catchphrases, right? But they like they usually come up with good stuff, like right? The day one ish, yeah. The Uso penitentiary, like this stuff is just. But that's the thing. If done correctly, sense. he even if he goes up to, to, to Roman Reigns' level, comes back down, I could see him in a mid-card thing where he could start getting the catchphrase thing over and then ascending back up to a higher mid-card level. And I just, I, I, I just don't, as much as we know that it's going to go back down to status quo, I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that there, he, he has a skill that 90% of the roster doesn't have. Hundred percent, and I love it. I I think 100%. that I think that a lot of people should steal essentially what Jay Uso is doing because he can get a catchphrase over as stupid as butt mud. Like it's just it's butt funny. <laughs> like it's just funny. <laughs> or, say it. Say it again. Butt mud. So I'm like a three year old. Yeah, I know. Haha, pee pee jokes. I like you could have named a million like little insults. He would yeah. have said before I heard, he would have said that. And I just, I fucking lost it. I was like, but, yeah. <laughs> and Corbin's reaction. Was just like, <laughs> so good. All right, let's move uh, on. We've talked way too long about butt mud. So, but, <laughs> so, uh, something else that was actually very good. And I'm going to stick on SmackDown very quickly was the reveal of Bailey talking about getting rid of Sasha Banks. I enjoyed it. It was a little too long in the tooth, but it needed for explanation wise needed to happen. Uh, she did flub a little bit, but again, when the longer you talk, you're going to screw up a little bit here and there. But you could sense the frustration. You could sense the 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 pissing off of like everything that happened, and she took it out on Sasha. Um, I'm not terribly uh, excited about the fact that they rushed her back the next week, uh, this coming week on Raw. I mean, on SmackDown, excuse me. But that's probably for other reasons, as, as I'm sure well, we'll talk about. But... My guess is that she's probably going to be remote. I'd okay. be surprised if she was in the Thunderdome. But the way I took it, because I know a lot, I agree, like having her come back, but like. Even still, even if she was beat up and maybe she comes if she comes out like injured, but the way I took it is this kind of sounds like the Michael Cole remote interview, which never are great. But that's what I took. I could be wrong, but that was my takeaway. So, so just out of curiosity, do you think that like Sasha Banks is going to come out with some type of lightsaber? <laughs> hey, you know that's that. I mean, there's another factor why they got to get her back. Right, exactly. I'm, I'm assuming that's why they're pulling the trigger on this title match now. Is yeah, they got some crossover to do with the Mandalorian. Sasha Banks in that, by the way, season two. So uh, I already loved that show before, and I'm gonna love it even more. So she's in the trailer. I wonder if she'll actually have like a real big role, or if it's more of a like smaller. I think thing. she's probably in one episode. She uh, plays okay. a Jedi. That's all I know. So here's here's the question, right? Like, so if she plays a Jedi, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Because you suck. Just do you think that they would give the championship to her to have the press, and then once the press is over, then <laughs> they just ever lose it again a month later? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you know how the thing is, Sasha. She still hasn't defended, but yeah. Um, 
here's the thing. It, it, I'd have to look at the pay-per-view schedule around that time because it just – I think it all depends because I can still have the match as it gets released. But who knows? Like her episode, she might not be in the first episode. She could be later in the season. So it's one of those things. It's like – I mean because Mandalorian doesn't release weekly. I, it was Fridays uh, when I first came out. So if she's in like episode six, it might not happen right away. So – but yeah, I'm assuming there will be some sort of ascension based on the timeline of that episode because – you know, they love cross-promotion, and there's a big reason why, you know, companies like to, you know, do these wrestlers, because they get, like, a, somebody, a name brand that a lot of people know, but you also get this big crossover. Sure. So I will say that it says that it's an October 30th release, first, first For episode, episode one. Yes. one. Yep. So we got a long ways away. We got about a, a month and change, which is enough time. I would assume Bailey and Sasha will be a long feud, though, too, so who knows? But I do like that... Um, even though I don't like what is the actual match of classic champions, I like that there's some breathing room because as we say all the time, WD doesn't always let things breathe. I think this year they've gotten a big improvement they've made is letting things breathe and taking breaks. Yeah, look, they they have to in the Thunderdome sometimes. They have to shot they have to hot shot some things, they take a breath and other things. I wish they'd kind of take some things and switch them sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh you know, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. So, is what that is. Uh, very quickly, just wanted to point this out because as you were talking about how much you love the Mandalorian and all that stuff, Sasha Banks is in episode one, episode two, and episode six. Oh, look at that! Look at that! So, there you go. Nestle doing research on the fly. That's what we call. That's what we call real like business it. right here, folks. So you go October thirtieth. That's looking like uh, there's gonna be some business going on there. So I would so assume, no her uh, no her business, but I mean definitely some business covered in yeah. this. So look, she's in three episodes. So clearly she has an arc, folks. I would not doubt that. I mean, if you did the math, I'd have to do six weeks away from October 30th, which if you keep talking, I could probably figure that out. Um, but I, I can do all that correlation later. However, I will say I'd be interested to see. I, I think the press junket is going to have her with the championship. So I, I don't foresee it happening right away. But I think that if she's got, if she's sniffing that Disney money, Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. she's sniffing that Disney money, man. No way, no way, no how that belt ain't going to be on there, especially if Disney Plus people buy that. They're going to see her. The championship, if she's doing stuff, forget about it. Forget about it. She's gonna here's the thing, and this is this is a this is a debate very quickly, I'm sure we could have. Sasha Banks, if done correctly, after the Mandalorian crossover, bigger star than Beth Be, uh, bigger star bigger star, excuse me, than than Becky Lynch. Yes or no? It's hard because what Becky did was so unprecedented for a woman in wrestling. It literally hadn't really ever been done before, the levels that she reached and the promotion she got. Um, Sasha's always had the star power because she's one of the best wrestlers there is. She looks like a star. She sounds like a star. Everything she does, she, she has the look of a star. So it's always there. But the level that Becky got at for that like year stretch or whatever it was, was unprecedented. So it's hard to project that again. But if someone can do it, it's someone of the caliber of Sasha Banks. But I think that's tough. What a non-answer. Sasha, what a non-answer. Well, no, Be a I homer. You're tough. a Sasha homer. No, no, just say I it. Am. But the, but Becky has Becky and Sasha. They're both incredible. But what Becky does best, like on that promo, Sasha doesn't do that type of level. So it's harder. It'll be harder for her to get there. But she can do it in different ways because Sasha has an A plus game almost everywhere. So you're, you're such a non-answer. Just pick one. Pick one. I told. I, Don't I, I sit on a fence. It's a soft no. You're a soft no all the time. You know that? You're That's just you you are such a non-answer guy. Like just draw one of the sand. Do you just, know how many takes I fucking have on this program? Sometimes you have to give a smart answer. No, That's listen, listen. Answer. You What's listen. What do you take then? You answer your own question. 
Is Sasha Banks going to be a bigger star than Becky Lynch? Absolutely. 100% unequivocally. Okay, 100% unequivocally. Here's here's why. Because Becky had the machine of WWE behind her that can only go so far and she's left. Sasha Banks, she's got WWE machine pushing her. Then she's got that Disney money. She's got that Disney push, man. Becky had the Marine push. Yeah, get the fuck out of here with Shawn Michaels and his hairpiece. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Get the fuck out of here. Honest to God, Josh. So, who the fuck is Josh? Uh, uh, so in WrestleMania, yes. one other thing on SmackDown I do like, Sami Zayn, dude's still on fire. I fucking love him. Give me all the Sami Zayn. I don't mm-hmm. have much else to say beyond that on him, but... Look, I just... Sami Zayn is doing things that I just... Just the brawl backstage with Jeff, I was like, wow, this is new and different. Uh, your your future ex-wife was uh, interviewing outside, talking to AJ Styles, and then, of course, later on in the night, there was a brawl. Which so one? I don't know. You've, you've probably six six women in already. I don't know. I, I can't keep up with you. But, the, you know, there's a lot of good things that ha- are happening here and there, so... I, I love Sami Zayn. The end. There's nothing really else to add here. If we don't get that triple threat ladder match, I think we're we're just we're, we're never getting a triple threat match. I just don't know if it's going to be a ladder match, but God, I hope it is. Just see those two belts. You know, maybe maybe, maybe we'll save that for later. But uh, now, something I have one more piece of shine before we get to the heat. Okay. And this is going to surprise you because I saw it and I was like, "Fuck that noise." Not only did we have a rerun on Raw for the eighty thousand time Rollins and Dominic, it was in a fucking steel cage. Nestlemania, so I made sure. I'm like, I'm not going to 32 exit as much as I hate cage matches. I'm going to watch it because I want to see it. I just want to, no matter what happens. It wasn't bad for a cage match. They both did a good job. It wasn't as good as their other matches because they're stuck in a cage. But, like, I was like, okay. They're, they're, Dominic's showing me more of a range of what he can do. And Seth continues to be on fire right now. And Dominic, you know, Seth maybe call himself the Messiah. But I think Dominic saved Seth Rollins. Dominic made Seth has made, like has reminded us of what Seth Rollins is capable of. He's brought the best out of Seth Rollins, and you know I remember like stuff like years ago where Seth always said like, you know Dean Ambrose was his like wrestling partner, his wrestling everything. They they brought out the best in each other, and I don't think I've seen the best out of Seth Rollins. Maybe in little p- pieces here and there, but I don't think I've seen this this good version of Seth Rollins since then. But Dominic's pulled it out of him. And they did it in a fucking steel cage. Took two stomps to beat him. There's plenty of storyline in this match. Obviously, Seth turns around, turns uh, on Murphy and beats him up. But Seth, another thing. This line by Seth. He walks up to Mama Bear there and says, Hell of a job you did. Hope she turns out better and points to the daughter. Mm, mm, baby! That is the best, best line of Seth Rollins' career. It was delivered I don't know about that, but... Succinctly, it was beautiful. And I was like... I like it. I like it. Would you? See, I just we saw this a million times already, and I'm still enjoying it. It's unreal. I so never thought I would. Here's here's something that you you're you're at you're at the one yard line. You're not going for the touchdown yet. Yep. If you look at this, he went and beat Dominic. Yep. Ray goes in. He goes and beats up Murphy. All that crap. He goes over. He talks to the wife. He talks to the daughter. Says that bit, and then if you watch. It was succinct, yes, but it was also one transition to another, and he took everything he did. He put that on Aaliyah. Aaliyah comes over and pats Buddy on the back. So what Seth Rollins really did, and our boy Danny from across the pond is going to love this. This is why he's a big deal, Seth Rollins. He He put over the entire Mysterio family in a matter of 30 seconds even the ones that don't wrestle, 
and he potentially made Buddy Murphy a ginormous babyface going forward. Oh, Buddy Seth is not a match people. But Aaliyah, he didn't have to say that line, but he transferred everything he did, put all that heat on that family, and she took that heat because he's the Messiah, you see. Mm-hmm. took that energy and gave it to Buddy. And I think that it's just like interconnecting and it's long storm, you know, long form storytelling, excuse me. Brain doesn't work. But I'm excited for it. I think that there's there's something there's many layers to this whole thing. I think we're done with Dominic hopefully and Seth for a while. My I, I would hope. I would think so. This felt like finally yeah. the finality. Yeah. I don't know where Dominic goes next honestly. I don't see like a logical thing. I'm sure he will cuz we know Vince loves him as he should. This kid has blown my doors off in terms of expectations. They were low, and he just has blown them out of the water. The, so I'm curious to see what he does now beyond Seth. The problem I see with this is that he's going, and it's not a real problem because he'll he'll get better over time with you know age, yes. but right now he needs to literally be against people who can handhold him through certain things. Oh, absolutely. That's what so, you can say about any guy. No, 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 but I'm just saying like in general, like, Let's be honest. The rest of the roster, not all of them can do that. Like Buddy Murphy well, couldn't really that's... do it with him. Like, there's no way that Buddy Murphy could have really. Hey, he did a decent job, but he didn't do a Seth Rollins job. So I think yeah, you know that's again why I'm interested to see what they do with him because I'm also looking at the heels. Like, I don't see him feuding with the Hurt business. No, he absolutely is because it's going to be the Hurt business the right four away. with the Mysterio four. It's going to be one of those weird feeling yeah, like the, the Hurt business is feuding with Retribution now. Retribution so. will be with Dominic. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. The Mysterio family is actually retribution. Exactly. <laughs> Even though there's those two tall Well, they're all small, there. right? That's so who knows? Ray Mysterio. Yes, now. exactly. There's two fucking giant guys now. It's Dijakovic and your boy Dio. Dio Madden. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. All right. You ready to get into this heady thing? We're already 40 minutes into this thing. Let's do this thing. Yeah, we fucking mentioned it. So let's rip the band aid off, Nestlemania. Retribution. I'll let you on the floor. Retribution again with a generic generic graphic coming up and doing their old the so they're they're so here's the thing at least they were a little bit more clear and, and uh, succinct this week in the, the the old programming department they were like our time in the performance center and I'm like oh okay well, now we're getting into the nitty gritty of what we're talking about which is what I asked for two three weeks ago after they were doing random things uh, this one to me was like okay so the five of them are there and then all of them are in the background and I thought. Okay, so clearly there's a frustration thing here from the performance center, which means you're all a yeah. bunch of nuggets. Like that's all you're gonna Dark be. Order. Like nobody's gonna care about what you do or what you say because there's no star power. If there's one star in this, I'll be shocked. I will be shocked if there is a literal star attached to retribution, and I don't think there will be. I don't think there should be, honestly, because this thing is a lead like a lead balloon, and ain't gonna get any higher, and we're stuck with it. So you know what? If they turn it around, fantastic. But they must know something we don't, because right now we're all watching this going. <sighs> you know, and, and to a to a certain extent, I did enjoy that the hurt business became the you know they made a joke I with Adam, Adam Pierce about oh that. volunteering, and they're all like volunteer. Look at this guy right here to ask him to volunteer. <laughs> Shelton was like, "You're funny. I like you." And it was just they walked away. But again, the end of the night. You know, the hurt business was like four on 48 and it was fine because, you know, the two baby faces came flying over the top rope and it was like a brawl. And and I think Shelton had a great line on Twitter saying it was them coming down. It was the, the video and he's like, lions don't see numbers. They see meat. Mm. And I was like, oh, mm. wow. OK. Mm. That's why he's a legend. That's yeah, I don't know about that. And everybody's a he's legend. A fucking legend. So so the thing Future about so the thing about retribution is just like. Do you think they, they're, they're going to unmask one by one? Do you think they're never, like, there's, like, the five people that will unmask and the rest of them will always be masked people? Because here's here's a logical point that I think could work, right? 
if you unmask the five main people, at least you have an idea of what's going on. But I think by leaving everybody still masked, masked around, you can just plug and play whenever you need to, to get something new and exciting and have somebody slide in and help. So I think that by, you know, having that retribution feeling is great. But if you honestly, I don't think like the whole thing is like, you're upset at a giant machine for not picking you and giving you riches, even though we all know you're making more money than all of us, but you're not doing anything. So you're just it's, frustrated. Like it's just, so, it's like, it, honestly, it's, it just seems like privileged people being upset with more yeah, privileged it's, people. It's, so it's, it's like, it's hard for me to, to sit there and be like, this is authentic. It's like, Oh man, you know, what'd be really authentic if you just left and went to AEW and became the best man for a, a wedding that's going to be happening. That's more authentic to me than going over and being like, I'm frustrated and I haven't been picked at the, you know, plucked out of the PC so I can go and be on Monday nights. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't, it doesn't help me feel like a connection. Like, yeah, Yes, I know they're going after heels. They're going after baby faces. So it doesn't matter as, as everybody's so excited about that. Here's the big issue with the main event, WrestleMania. Who was in the main event? Keith Lee and uh, the Mac. Who was one of the people that fucking attacked the main event? Keith Lee's fucking wife. Mm. Fuck off, WWE. Mm. Throw, take this storyline, flush it down the fucking toilet. Because you know what it is? It is fucking ghetto dark order. You know what sucked up until fucking... Luke Harper finally killed Cody. Dark Order. You know what Dark Order was? A bunch of fucking jobbers that like wore masks or like whatever. And then you had a bunch of like creepers. Well, guess what retribution is? A bunch of fucking jobbers wearing masks with fucking creepers. What it, so I bet you what they do is they debut. And they're going to debut. They're going to unmask them. It's going to be a giant wet fart because they're like, oh, great. Dijakovic, Geo Madden, Mia Yim, fucking Shane Thorne, whoever the hell fuck is rumored. It's going to be like, all right, nobody fucking cares. Then they're going to be like, well, our leader isn't here. The super exalted one is coming. The retributed one. So it's just like, that's literally what, like, this is our, like, everything about this has sucked. And now looking at this, like, watching it this week with all this, I'm like, oh, my God. This is literally a bad version of the Dark Order. And the Dark Order already sucks. So it's just like, <sighs> give me, give me, just, just throw it away. Just, just so everybody else knows, before we started this podcast, JC said to me, He's got a trash barrel, by the way. Trash. He said Don't to me, trash. he said to me, I don't really want to talk about retribution. And there he went off on a tangent. He made, he made a logical sense. So I, I'm glad he did open his mouth about retribution. Just, like they ruined, they just ruined it for me. Cause it's not even interesting. It's one of those things. Like I'm fine with things being on television, like people that I don't want to root for, but they literally just make me not care and make me lose interest. Like, okay. Whatever they touch turns to poopy shit. Okay, well that's a that's a across the board WWE sometimes because I mean you, you're thinking about this. We're gonna talk about shit. Uh, Nikki Cross gets a fucking four <laughs> hundredth chance at the you know Bailey Championship. I guess is the best way to describe it. There's just I'm all done with that bullshit. Like I just there, it literally says nothing. And then you want to talk about something that bums. you know what my notes say about that match WrestleMania? Yeah, I would have rather had Tamina. Yeah, because nobody's meaner than Tamina. She's more interested than Nikki Cross. I'm yep. sorry, Nikki Cross, boring. Just saying, Sorry, just saying. Stamina. You can't <laughs> have stamina without Tamina. Just remember that, folks. Just remember that. Uh, so very quickly, uh, there was a woman that is going to be debuting or re-debuting or repackaged, and the uh, the Twitter world went afire, and they found out it was Carmella. So that's fun. Um, Carmelina. How, Carmelina. How do you feel about this new... Um, uh, so I don't know. Um, Carmella hasn't done anything interesting, really in a long time, like her thing with our truth was awesome. 
but it was just like, where do you go from here? But like, when I look back at her women's title reign, I was, I loved her women's title reign. Like she beat Charlotte. She was cocky. She beat Oscar. She literally beat all big names. But the reason why I loved her reign is because Carmella cut some fucking fire promos as a heel. And I'm assuming with this gimmick, she's going to be a heel. So you know what? Carmella's shown before. Is she the best in the ring? No. But does she enough, do enough outside the ring to make me interested? Yeah. So I'm willing to give this a shot. I think it's interesting. Obviously not who we expected, but uh, Carmella, if you know, she's still on the roster. She's still here. She's still capable. So why not try it? So I think it could work. I'm willing to give it a shot. Let's go. Willing to give it a shot. Willing to yep. give it a shot. Uh, something else that was very much upsetting to me is that Mickey James got fucked big time on Monday Night Raw by the referee. So that was a bummer. Hey, he was looking out for her, though, in her best interest. The... That's probably the that's probably the realest moment that ever happened in wrestling. Because when you watch real fights, like the referee's job is to stop it when someone is in danger. Like yeah. you see it all the time. That's where like knockouts and all that is. And this was the first time watching wrestling where that's apparently what happened. It looked it was very awkward on TV, but like in a real fight, that's how it would go. So whether she was hurt or not, the referee did what he thought was in her best interest. So I just I'm I just, always in favor just, of protecting people. I just hate that uh it ended like that. Like I just you of just course. hate to see it happen. It's shitty. It's shitty. Anything else? I'm glad she's okay. I'm glad it was nothing, but it is a shame that it does appear to be a one off though. Uh do you have anything else in the heat or can I do one more thing? Uh, I was just gonna say the brand to brand invitational is all heat, but I got nothing else. Brand to brand invitational. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. TJ. Once again, yep. wild card bitches doesn't fucking work. Uh, uh, the other note I had is that um you know, we uh we knew this was going to happen last Wednesday or Tuesday or Thursday, whatever the fuck day AEW was on. We saw uh, Miro, used formerly of Rusev, show up in AEW. We're like, oh, man, what are they going to do to Lana on Monday? Well, they put her through a fucking table. <laughs> yeah. Although she took uh, it like a champ, so kudos to she her. She did. I'm like, I'm good for Lana. Like, Lana's a professional. She's always shown that. Whether as annoying as she is or whatever, she's always – Lana's always done what they asked him to do in the best interest of the company and whatever. So, And she did. She went, uh, she went through a table. All right, and uh, finally, in the heat, the something that I am not a huge fan of, and I'm sure JC will either lay out, laugh, or just be shaking his head. Uh, we had what I consider another great edition of Keith Lee says words nobody understands in a promo with the Mac. And I was just sitting there going, I, I literally screamed into my iPad. I went, nobody talks like this. Nobody fucking talks like this. He just sits there and he's like, you've been talking about insinuating. And insinuate, and then he gives a definition of insinuating, and he talks about that, and, he, and then, 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 talk to me right now and tell me. He goes, furthermore, <laughs> he's intelligent. That's he's amazing. intelligent, sure, but just oh my god, the promo skills are just like. I understand. Oh my understand. god, it like, grinds my gears. Fans don't like intelligent people talking because the dope. No, you know what's you know what's weird though? It's he he's gonna get to a point. If he was doing that in front of a crowd, yes, all the TJ Marks are going to be like, oh my God, it's he, 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 he him. It's he, he him. Poor TJ's taking a beating from Oh, I love TJ. He gives me shit all the time. He knows this is... And you deserve it. Yes, he does. He deserves it because he gives it to me. It. Oh, stop. Yeah, oh, stop. It. You say shit like this. You're going to tell me every time you watch a Keith Lee promo, you're not thinking it? It's ridiculous. It's the vernacular Look, that he uses like is ridiculous. I said last week, like, it's the Keith Lee I've always known. So I've never oh, my God. Just, just, there's nothing about him that I'm, when he's talking. Said, watch NXT WrestleMania for once. Oh, so I, I do. Get watch off my NXT TV. Get off my TV. Get off my you TV. You didn't know Tynera Conti's catchphrase. Latinas do it better. She's been saying that. Listen, listen. As I said to oh. you, what did I say? 
She does do it better. Okay, let's move on. <sighs> let's get into the comeback. No, sorry, Both stop. Sorry. sorry. If you want to smile, go to Tanera Khan's Instagram. Anyway, let's go to a hope. You want to get hopeful? Sure. Go for it. Do you have one? No, but we'll come up with uh, one on the fly here. <laughs> I'll do it if Here's you want. my hope. I'll uh, do it if you want. Hope, um, so, no, they haven't booked Bobby Lashley yet for a U.S. title match at Clash of Champions WrestleMania, and I believe that is, uh, is it the 27th? I believe it's the 27th. I believe so, so yes. From Sunday. So, we're going to need a U.S. title match, and, you know, I'm getting a little sick of, uh, you know, Apollo Crews, you know, so what if we, you know, make a swerve, and we go somewhere else, and... I had someone, but I just forgot who it was. Wow, this this is bad. Horrible. This is bad, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to save you. Know you. Yeah, fuck it. No. Uh, no, this is my hope. Is that Bobby Lashley does a United States Open Challenge. Oh, boy. An Open Challenge to kick off the show. And there's someone who we were just talking about that would be fun to answer the Open Challenge. Give me fucking Keith Lee. Bobby Lashley, Keith Lee, Clash of Champions and Open Challenge. When his music hits... Um, People will be happy because it's Keith Lee, but be like, damn, I hate his music. But that'll be cool. That'd be a unique way to do Clash of Champions. Uh, Bobby Lashley, open challenge. He's the best. And his fucking facial reaction when Keith Lee walks out, it'll be like Brock Lesnar. Like, oh, shit, he's a big motherfucker. I'm going to have to try tonight. So I want to see Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley. So that's what I want. Hashtag JC knows. That was, Hashtag JC hopes come true. That was the worst hope you've ever done because you no, are not you, prepared. You are not prepared. I, I, but the end result turned out good. I Keith Lee it might like be that. in the main event of Clash of Champions, so you don't even know what he the hell you're be. talking about. He won't be. It's Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. You don't know that yet. You know they just said Keith Lee on Clash of Champions? You know Bobby Lashley Open Challenge? You have to hey, answer it. Hey, sit down and shut up for a second. Let me say something. I am sitting, you mother father. <laughs> I tried not to swear. Listen, he no. said it, they said Kids on Raw, if he, win, if he won, he would be part of... He or, didn't! But he didn't. So now we're at a maybe a triple threat ad here. It might be a triple threat ad to Clash of Champions. So you get to sit he's down and shut up. US title. No, US he's not. Title. It, it, my hope, bro. I don't have to shove this in my, my pedestal to sit on. Yeah, your not pedestal right. that you just built two seconds ago. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah, matter when exactly. it's built. It works. It doesn't matter when. It's how. And how? That was, that, was, that, was, that was shady Deeply, Bobby at best. Lashley, take my motherfucking money. I All guarantee right. you your hope's going to be way worse. It probably will be, but I don't really care. So this is prepared. So anyway, I was thinking about this as you talked about how Otis and, and the Eminem are great on SmackDown and how Mandy's been moved to Raw. And she did say something on Twitter as I was investigating. She said, you know, Miz, just because you got us apart doesn't mean we're going to keep us apart. So with that instead, what I believe may particularly happen here is that the Miz and Morrison may continue to make Otis's life a living hell. And somehow, some way, using TJ's imaginary, monumental, brand-to-brand, -brand quarterly bullshit, somehow, some way, Tucker and Otis are going to challenge the Street Profits for the uh. tag titles, win those tag titles, be on Raw, and then somehow, some way, Otis can cash in and beat somebody after they beat the Mac, and he will win and be reunited with Mandy on Monday Night Raw as the WWE Champion. And they'll have all the titles because Mandy definitely wouldn't be awesome by that. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that could be a way in and out because she. why would she say you're going to try to run us apart and they're clearly going to end up being together at some point? I think he's going to go to Raw because there's nothing they're doing on SmackDown that means anything except for the ha-ha, you got my salami and my, my lunchbox. That's pretty much it. So I'm ready for something new and exciting. So that's my hope. Hashtag Nestle's hope come true. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag JC should be prepared. Hashtag those hashtags suck. And my hope was better than yours. Hashtag you suck. My hope was way better than yours. Jesus. 
You just took something yours, out of thin air that doesn't make any for, sense. Yours was for a brand-to-brand invitational. Mine is for something that's actually interesting. Bobby Lashley versus Keith Lee. You're a fucking moron. Comeback. Don't call it a comeback. He's been there for a day in AEW. Miro, the best man. I loved him. I loved his promo. I love his fucking little blonde hair bullshit that he's got going on. I just, I'm so excited to see what he can do on chain. Because Rusev, or Miro, whatever you want to call him, the motherfucker is a star. He has the potential to be a big star and the star because he is just so fucking good across the board. Whatever you ask him to do, he will knock out of the park. He proved that in WWE. He played every type of character across the board, and he was great at all of it. He just has something. There's just something about him that is both that it's just he just he's he's infectious. He always has been. He always will be. And so I'm I'm very excited to see. I think he's one of those guys that you know because AW has a lot of guys, but I think he's one of those guys that can separate himself and really become that next level star and become the face of that company someday. You they need a, they wow, need a, that's a big statement a, right there. They need a guy like Miro right now to be interesting without Cody because without Cody. Their upper echelon cards pretty weak, but when you put add a guy like Miro to the mix, it makes him a lot more See, interesting. He can he can feud with these fucking muscle heads like Brian Cage or like a Lance Archer who is good but is the next level. But he can have great feuds with these guys who are like B players. So that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I'm thinking that you're saying world champion. He's not going to be world champion AEW right away. I no, think he's more not, he's more fit for the AW, TNT TNT championship. Seems right. Yeah. He could he could throw in the dark order at some but point. That's he fine. Will be the face of the company someday. I don't think so. Not even close. I think so. Not even he close. Is. He's the best wrestler they got now besides Cody. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, Cody my... Cody 1, Miro 2, Hangman 3. Anyway, my comeback this week goes to Zelina Vega, who's going to focus more on a singles career and is going for Oscar. She said she was already ready. Don't bother asking. I was excited. I thought there was a fiery Latina promo coming out of that. And uh, I'm excited for this. Clearly, she has no shot whatsoever, but at least there's new challengers, so that's fun and exciting. I'm sure the promos will be good. I'm sure Angel Garza will cost her because he, if you saw on Twitter, Angel Garza said, let's go Asuka with uh, devil emojis and laughing. So clearly this is going to continue. Uh, but uh, I'm excited for it. It's a new uh, new challenger for Asuka. She's literally going to go through anybody that's a woman, it seems, on Raw. So Charlie, Ru- Charlie Caruso could be next. Who knows? Just saying. Anyway. WrestleMania, who has a better chance of winning, Zelina Vega or Jay Uso? <laughs> I think <laughs> does 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 time elapsed matter because it's Jey Uso. That's how I feel. So it is what it is. Wow. Yeah. You think Jey Jey Uso has a better chance of beating Roman Reigns? Absolutely. Zelina Vega has to beat Natsuka. Yeah. Oh my God! I hope Zelina wins. That would be fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I do. I, you did mention Angel Garza there, and I've really been enjoying like this week, like the little stuff that he's doing. I'm enjoying this character, like this little fucking sniffly little shit. Like it's interesting. And I think it's like, okay, we're finally getting him on track to where I care about him again. But man, they got to do something with Andrade because right now that guy is fucking in the shitter. Floundering, floundering at best. Yep. Okay. I think it's time to get into the big finish. So what do you got for me this week? Is there anything to ask for? Oh my goodness gracious. I don't remember seeing anything, but they randomly put stuff out. Uh, Raw, I don't know if there was anything. I feel like there's, there's not a lot announced. I know um, uh, NXT and AW have shows. Oh, my it, God. You are you are struggling this week. You are at, This is the we're worst. A day, we're a day later, so I'm a little You dragged out. your ass through this. You are awful. I'm going to do jobber alerts very quickly. Lana and Natty had jobber alerts. Uh, Eric, who was supposed to look like a badass, lost to Bobby Lashley in no friggin' time flat. So that's It'll fun. Be a raw underground regular to Ivar's back. Yeah, poor Ivar is gonna be out for a year. 
Jesus, yeah, that yeah. sucks because he's awesome and handsome. Johnny deserves better. Uh, but there's not a lot of uh, actual Jabra alerts this week. I'm sorry. That's all I've got. So now we go to the big finish, and you can actually tell me anything else. No, nothing on AEW that you were excited about. Nothing on NXT because uh, you don't know. watch. What's booked? What's booked? Oh, goodness gracious Christ. Well, you say you're the steer of the ship, and now you're asking me. You're the guy the that does all the socialization I'm and the, all that stuff. I'm, I'm the drunk sailor in the corner right now, and I'm like, my bottle's almost empty, and you're asking me to fucking take the wheel? That's White claws. White claws. That's what I say. You're a terrible human. Well, while well, you're looking that up, it's just Slowski. Uh, I'm going to socialize the podcast. Uh, Thank you. Give us five stars, five flames on iTunes, uh, Anchor, um, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, archived on YouTube. So all that stuff goes a long way for us. Jobberknocker.com, though. That's our website where we got some great shit on the reg. Tuesday nights, WrestleMania, our boy Dami Fett hits you with the impact. Wednesday nights, you get a double dip, TJ NXT. Showstopper with AEW and WrestleMania coming back as this Thursday or next Thursday. NXT UK and our boy, the real deal, B Cock, will have that for you as well. So, midweek, you're getting so much Jobberknocker content, plus a lot of other great stuff up on the site. So, always go there Twitter at Jobberknocker, at WrestleMania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Rary of the JK, at Billy D24, at Natural Pollock 47, at TJ of the JK, at the real deal, B Cox, at Dommy Feds 33. Facebook Jobberknocker, Instagram Jobberknocker, because we're everywhere you want to be on the motherfucking social medias, babe. All right, so it took me four seconds, four seconds to find out what's on AEW, so that that's why you Good are... Good job. So what is it? What is I it? This I know week, it's Proud and Powerful versus... Uh, in a street fight. Street yep. fight. That's yeah, going to be probably... Something. Jericho and Hager are now a tag team going after Private yes. Party. That's interesting to me. The AEW cha- champion, Moxley, is going to appear. We're going to have Hangman versus Kaz. Kip... And the best man, Miro, speaks. Yes! So they're going to be planning, I guess. And oh, also, Penelope's there too. FTR is going to take on the Jurassic Express, which again, to me, just seems like FTR is getting just tomato cans thrown at them. That's fine. Whoa, uh, whoa, whoa. Jurassic Express is one of their highest ranked tag teams. Yeah, because rankings matter in AEW, folks. <laughs> I can't defend that. MJF is going to be in action after losing. And the NWA champion, uh, Thunder Rosa, is going to take on Ibelis. What are your thoughts on that? Because there was a little uh, dissension in our uh, Jabberknocker thread I believe, uh, about uh, Thunder Rosa, you know, them booking other people's, uh, you know, other people's champions and having it happen. Thunder Rosa is Thunder Rosa's better than Cheetah. Cheetah. I'm sorry. She just is. I, I can't disagree with that. I so, think they're both so I think that you got to look at it this way. The worst part of their entire roster is their women's division, correct? hundred uh, percent. So why wouldn't you go outside and find better wrestlers and then put them over? Why wouldn't you do that? I, I don't disagree. I was just curious your take. Why? Our boy, our boy TJ was given the Joe oh, Stopper shit. Ray Ray. I don't remember which one. One of our resident WWE honks was given Joe <laughs> TJ and Ray Ray just drive a yeah. giant WWE bus <laughs> honking around. Here's what's good about the AEW women's division. Sheeta's good. Thunder Rose is good. Britt Baker's good. Everyone else sucks. Yep. Sorry. Big it's bad. Things. So the thing People is... People can't wrestle. There's, she might be a worse wrestler than Britt Baker, and that's saying something. There, yeah, I know, right? So I'm just saying to myself. I'm sorry, I like I like the idea of Big Swole, but Big Swole's not great either. I mean, she's not. She's I mean, she's she's talented, but what else do you got? You know, that's how she I feel has, about I it. I get I get the appeal with her, but like it's it's gonna end once she gets in the rain, so. Well, AEW to me has a stronger card, I think, on this one because uh, the, the one of the only matches on the Twitter for uh, NXT is get this, it's uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane, which is a snore fest in my opinion. Take on <laughs> the undisputed errors, Roderick Strong and uh, Kyle. Not sorry, um, Bobby, Bobby Fish. Fish. Yeah, excuse me. 
And so, I mean, that's what we're looking at. We're looking at uh, Blackheart is going to step up against the uh, NXT Women's Champion, Iro Shirai. Oh, yeah, that's right. Shotzi. Shotzi did have a Shotzi promo. Blackheart. So the, uh, the the Brizongo is going to take on Imperium again. Rerun. So that's fun. That'll, be a, that'll be a good match. The that's, priest, the, that's what I want to say. The Priest is going to take on the Thatch as Thatch Can's exam is what it says as uh, Thatcher. Excuse me? That's what it says. Oh. Priest's oh, yeah. reign faces a so, fetch as that can. You have a big card tonight. You just don't like anybody in NXT. You don't like NXT. What is Finn Balor doing? The champion. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not seeing it yet. So. Well, I'm assuming the new champ Finn Balor will be. All there. I'm telling you right now is that it's easier to find on Twitter what's going on on AEW. So for me, I'll be watching AEW. Sorry, I have a TJ. Question. WrestleMania. Yes, sir. Because I don't know if you participated on this Twitter. On, yes. on Twitter, but I did. What is your Mount Rushmore of NXT top four all time? Go. Well, it has to be. To me, it has to be Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, I would. I'd put Adam Cole up there. Yep. Sami Zayn is pretty high up there he for Babyface. 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 He's French for me, but he's so, not there. But he's French. And for women, I would say Paige. Paige is good. I I had Bailey up there because I just I mean Bailey okay. in NXT was great. Um, who was my fourth? It was Finn, Cole, Bailey. Because I. I don't think I put Sasha there. She was French. Paige was on the French. Sammy was actually the first guy I thought of, but I I put um oh I put Tyler Breeze there because he's my personal favorite. That's all. That's what it was. You're a homer for Breeze. I get it. Yeah. So that was the difference. But like that's I was just curious your take because neither of us have Gargano or Ciampa there. No. I'm sure TJ is very very upset. No, because because Ciampa hasn't done anything in the last six months. For me, it's Finn Cole Bailey, and then with the fourth, you can do what you want. That's my opinion. Okay. But Asuka has an argument. I just... We didn't talk about women's wrestling until we saw Paige and Emma, so that was my thought process. So I, no, I, no, I, I think That's why I think Paige is sure. up there. So I just gave it to Bailey because of longevity, and Bailey was one of the most popular things I've ever seen in wrestling ever when she was in NXT. Sure. Like the, the the interactions though for me was just was well like, TJ's gonna TJ loves Bailey so he's he's gonna let that slide he loves that oh no, no I think he was fine with that but he's Gargano, like Gargano and oh my god like, get over it he can be like the longevity of Gargano and Champa and we're not talking about their matches I'm talking about how great they are I'm just kidding oh you are just all over TJ today he loves that he loves that NXT shit he just he just does he does you just sorry. call it shit. I'm just gonna leave that there. Oh God! I just do it to aggravate him. He knows I love him, so. Yeah, but you don't actually like NXT. I'm I'm not. You're like I'm not Cap. a big You're fan. You're like Cap. You're an NXT hater. Look, until they do something worth breaking until a million Cameron viewers. Until comes back, I'm not interested. How about that? Okay, there you go. To the moon. <laughs> All right. On that note. I fucking love that guy now. You want to talk about a fucking 183, 60, 540, fucking 720? Cameron fucking grinds. Let's go. So NXT is going to be watched by nobody, and a million viewers are going to be watching AW tonight. Make sure that you enjoy everything that's wrestling. We'll be back next week with more Jobber Knockery. (laughs) 